Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I think I'd like to start this week talking about an event that just passed us by, and that was the uh, 19th anniversary of the 9-11 catastrophe that happened. You know, on, on the lead up to it, we were being told how the tradition of reading the names and ringing bells, uh, there right at the uh, footprint of the Twin Towers up in New York, uh, wasn't going to be able to happen this year because people weren't going to be able to be uh, spread apart by six feet with the COVID thing going on. And it took the Tunnel to Towers guy a lot of ambition and a lot of hard work to make that happen. It's really hard to believe that only 19 years ago, you couldn't have had bigger heroes in our country than the first responders, especially, especially the firemen and the police that rushed and helped people in that attack up in New York. I can remember shortly after that it all happened, that at the start of the football games and baseball games, that's when those great big American flags started coming up and covering the entire infield. And they had representatives from all, be it the, uh, the, the police or the firemen, they were there and they were shaking that flag, furling it, and it seems like they always had uh, one of the members of the police or armed services singing the national anthem. And it, it brought unity. It brought uh, patriotism. You could feel it in the bones. We are not going to let these idiot terrorists from another country attack us and take us of our liberties here. No way. We were behind President Bush at the time. Go get them. But as President Bush reminded us in his speech shortly after the fall of the towers, was that the attack on terrorism truly was not going to be like, like going after a, a known enemy. It was going to take patience, and it was going to take a long time. And now look at us. 19 years later, guess who the villains are? That's right. The police, the same people who rush in there, they didn't rush in there because of a color of somebody's skin, their religion, their belief in politics. They went in there to save people. Now we have bad eggs everywhere. And they get, they get rooted out. In fact, we just saw where those four policemen were charged um, with, with the George Floyd uh, activity. But I think it's terrible that we have to question the integrity of these people as a whole. 
when they're actually the thin line between us and anarchy. And I know I've said that before in prior podcasts. But they are. They are what makes us a civilized society. In any event, I wanted to uh, talk to you about what my wife and I did later on 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 9-11. And that is that we participated with a volunteer fire department up in in the northern part of one of our counties. And it was at an overpass over uh, Route 95. And it was between the hours of 4 and 6 o'clock at night. And a lot of people got together on that bridge with American flags. And uh, you couldn't hang over the bridge because they now have fences up there. But you had flags on poles being waved and people... There, there, were, there were hundreds of us up on that bridge. And the reason I'm telling this story is because of the... It almost, it almost brought tears to my eyes uh, numerous times, frankly, because the cars, most of them, driving home from work, going underneath that bridge, would honk their horns. They would flash their lights. They would wave. You know what? We're still all Americans. And I think we're all still patriotic. We're just letting politics get in our way right now. But it was certainly encouraging for those couple of hours that my wife and I were able to help participate. We didn't run it or anything. We were just one of the people with flags. It was nice to be able to participate when the only thing that we had in common was that we were waving a flag, the American flag in particular, and that we had people down there that got it. They understood. They may not even have been alive during <laughs> during uh, 19 years ago when that 9-11 thing hit. You know, 19 years ago, heck, anybody that's even in school right now wasn't even, in, wasn't even born. The people in college weren't even in first grade. We have a whole generation that just doesn't really know what it was like 19 years ago, sitting there on 9-11. But I remember, I am that old. And I'm not going to let that get be forgotten. And thank you for the hundreds and hundreds of cars and trucks that went underneath that bridge and honked their horn. Because what they did is they reaffirmed my patriotism, my belief in us as a United, the United States of America, And I sure as heck hope that we can find a way to get through this political divisiveness that we have. And I'm not totally sure that it's going to be decided by a a vote. But I hope that's the start. Because uh, we need to be together as a country. United we stand, and divided we fall. The other thing I'd like to uh, talk about today has to do with uh, some differences and some terminology that we've been listening to for the last couple of years. And that, that's the difference between social justice and social injustice. And I think I'd like to start off with the definition of social justice first. All right? I looked it up and I saw a definition and it, and it says that social justice is the view that everyone deserves equal economic, political, and social rights and opportunities. 
Now that was all done in 16 words. And yet, I think the most important word, when you look back at that, is the word opportunities. All right? So what it, what it really means is that, let's face it, everybody should all be able to go out and have the same fairness when trying to earn money or where they should live, the schools they should go to. This should all be on a level platform and it shouldn't be dictated by your, your social status uh, uh, in society, the color of your skin, the religion that you might uh, wish to uh, believe in. And I do believe that if you look into our Declaration of Independence, you will you will see that those are rights followed up by our Constitution that all U.S. citizens, Americans, are entitled to. Somewhere along the line, though, we started confusing the term opportunity and, and substituted the word entitlement. And that's when social injustice came aboard. Now, when you look at the definition of social injustice, and I'm reading, it says that social injustice is a relative, get that now, a relative, it's a relative concept about the claimed unfairness or injustice of a society in its divisions of rewards and burdens and other incidental inequalities based on the user's worldwide view of humanity. Now, you might have noticed that in the first definition, it really didn't talk anything about how a person interpreted it. But the second one specifically says that it's the user's view. Hmm. So let's take uh, getting a job for an example. And you have two people. One person is perhaps a person of color and another person is not, but they both have similar educational backgrounds. And then let's say that the person without color gets the job. Now, is this really considered a social injustice? Did the person get the job because of skin color? Well, certainly it could be argued that maybe the person with color, in his view, that's what happened. And maybe, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, uh, maybe that happens. And if it happens, uh, uh, this is one of the things that we start having laws to try to protect against. And we also have laws that, that uh, protect against uh, where a person can buy a house. But it's not always skin color or social status. We see the same thing with, with people with with age, older people, they get discriminated. Why would you hire a, a, a 62 year old person to do a job when uh, you know a 25 year old person's being hired? Some costs like health insurance might be a lot cheaper. Does that enter into play? Is that a form of discrimination? And maybe are we mixing up the word discrimination with social justice? I mean, after all, the 
both people, the 25 and the 60 some odd year old person, both had the opportunities to work, but maybe one was being discriminated against. And I guess this is probably where we're trying to take this. I, I think that social injustice, from what I'm seeing a lot of, maybe is better called discrimination. And if that's the case, don't we have discrimination lawsuits and, and, and laws on the books? When we look at the kneeling athletes at the beginning of a football game, are they providing an injustice to those that gave their life for our freedoms? Is that a social injustice? Well, it could be interpreted from those that prefer to stand and honor the flag. And yet, from their perspective, the kneelers, they're showing that as a form of protest because of the way they culturally have been treated for the last couple hundred years. But again, I think I go back to the discrimination thing. I, I, I think that we're dealing with a, uh, a narrow line there. But I also believe that we keep expanding what we think of as social injustice. And I think we ought to keep our eyes on the ball. And that ball goes back to the definition, which just says that everyone deserves equal economic, political, and social rights and opportunities. We also have to understand that even though someone may have the same opportunity, some are going to do it better, some will do it faster. Some people are smarter, all right? Some jobs require more physical activity than others. Strength, know-how. We're all equal, but not necessarily physically or mentally, but we do have the same equal opportunities. And for that, that's what's made our country so good for the last 250 years. The cream has been able to rise to the top. Those with the most ambition get ahead. I'm not saying that we haven't had problems and difficulties, but that's why we have rules of law that we go by. And we have to stop calling social injustice every time one person gets an opportunity over another person's opportunity. And we have to stop calling that uh, uh, necessarily discrimination. Sometimes it might be. But I think most of the time, it's going to be because of the qualifications offered and perhaps the experience that the person might have as well. And for that, I think we have to be a little more tolerant. I am Jeff Fry. An American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.